Welcome to Ohanga. My name is Franny. Today we'll be speaking with Christine. How are you today, Christine? I'm fine, thanks. How are you? Good. All right. So to start off, why don't you tell us what kind of art you do? I'm a fused glass artist. How did you get involved with art and fused glass art? Art has always been a part of my life. I don't remember not creating something. I can't tell you when I started. (laughs) I just don't remember never doing it. So with the fused glass, that probably started about, I really started looking into it about six years ago. About three years ago is when I um, decided to really um, turn it into a business. So when you were younger, did you do more like traditional forms of art or were you always kind of doing things like creating more 3D structures? I actually did all kinds of stuff. I did drawing, painting. I did cross stitch and embroidery and sewing and whatever whatever I could make, I would I would make. I was even into music for a while. I played violin, I played trumpet. Did you ever study art while you were in school at all or was it always was it just like a side hobby up up until you decided to make it a business? It was pretty much a side hobby. When I was in high school, I really I took an art class and I really loved it. That was the first actual real art class I took. Um, the problem was back then, art wasn't considered a career that you went into. So um, I really wanted to go to art school. That was my plan. I was gonna graduate from high school and go to art school. And unfortunately, my guidance counselor talked me out of it. She told me you would never make any money in art. So, um, you know, that was, I ended up not going into art, but I always continued to do something artistic. So, um, you know, I worked a regular job and then did the art on the side. Mm -hmm. And I, a lot of times I would pick up part-time jobs. I worked at a floral shop as a floral designer. Um, I taught classes when I could at the public library. So, and I also did an after-school program with kids kindergarten through second grade we did an art class so I always looked for like a part-time job to continue that and then I did stuff at home too I did all the floral arrangements for my friends weddings I made costumes for my nieces and nephews when they were in school and they needed it for a play or um, you know Halloween or something like that so Mm -hmm. I was always doing something creative I work in the costume shop at my school now, so I love sewing. Like, I love designing and all of that stuff. It's great. Yeah, I would get the phone call from, um, you know, my sister or one of my nieces or nephew and say, I'm in this and I, I need a costume, you know, but it would be like the week before they need <laughs> I'd get the phone call and I'd have to scramble to make something. So, but it's fun. So what jobs were you doing full time, like right after you um graduated college like what were you doing as your main job so I graduated from college I was working um in the mental health field and I worked with people with mental illness and people with developmental disabilities and I I really liked that but it really wasn't what I wanted to do and I got burnt out pretty quick because it's a tough job um but my plan was my long-term goal was to become a psychologist and um, I took some time off from work to finish my degree and took time off from my full-time job and took a part-time job at a public library. And I loved, I've always loved libraries. And I landed at the library and never left. <laughs> so, 
I did get my degree, but I never became a psychologist. Um, I stayed in the libraries and I did that for years and years. The thing I liked about the library was I had access to all this material, all these books, so I could, you know, study different things. Like I said, I, I think I've tried everything. It's, you know, from painting to drawing. Where was the library that you ended up going to? I started working, in, I lived in Connecticut and it was the Wallingford Public Library. Did you ever try to apply like art to your work in the mental health field? Yes. I used to do all kinds of programs with the people I worked with. So we do art therapy. Mm -hmm. so, like I said, I've always, there's always been somewhere along the way, I've always had art in it. And even when I, all the libraries I worked in, I would teach class, we would do like workshops and I would teach classes, so. That's awesome. Um, is there a particular person or a particular moment in your life that you would say influenced your artistic pursuits? Like I said, I can't pinpoint when I was younger, um, but the person who really pushed me to to get into this at more of a full-time thing to take it seriously was my husband. So, mm -hmm. Is he, he in art too? You can do this. <laughs> <laughs> is he in the art field as well? No. Yeah. He's, he's a remodeler. Well, he, I mean, it's artistic. He's a remodeler. So what motivates your art? I love the response I get from people when they look at a piece that I made. It's, it, ama it amazes me every time somebody says that they actually like something I made. Um, and, you know, it makes them happy. Or um, for the person who is buying something of mine as a gift, um, I make sun catchers and... One time somebody was buying the gift for her sister who was in a nursing home and she wanted it for her sister so that when she looked out, when she looked at the window, she saw something pretty. So, you know, so that kind of stuff, when you hear that, it makes you feel good because you're actually, when you think that you're helping somebody or that it's making a difference. Mm -hmm. I love that. So what inspires your specific style of art or the art that you create? the beach. <laughs> I'm inspired by the ocean, the beach, nature. Um, uh, if you look at my work, you'll see a lot of, um, you know, I do make some of the sun catchers I make, they have shells and driftwood and things that I find on the beach and things like that. So um, mm -hmm. that's a big inspiration to me. I grew up in a small city in Connecticut and, you know, concrete jungle. <laughs> so when I moved out here and I'm near the beach, it's just, it's, it clears your mind and the creativity just seems to flow, so. Mm -hmm. So what themes emerge from your art and why? I like to think that there's an organic theme and that when people look at it, they, they feel a sense of peace and serenity and maybe even joy, you know, so. And then what obstacles have you faced in your pursuit of art as a career? Well, like I said, when I was in high school, that's what I wanted to do. I thought this was, and my guidance counselor completely talked me out of it. Um, you know, you're never going to make any money in art. That's, you know, that's a hobby. It's not a career. So, uh, and then if you don't have a degree in art, you also face the people who do, um, you find art degree and they say that you're not an artist because you don't have a fine art degree so there's kind of a I think it's better now than it was years ago um, 
people are more accepting of the fact that art is anywhere. Um, it doesn't have to come out of a college classroom or a college degree. Um, but for a, a long time, that wasn't the case. I think the internet has helped that, you know, Instagram, Facebook, you know, being able to put your art out there. Because at one point, the only way your art could get out there was a gallery. And if you didn't have a fine arts degree, you probably, your chances of getting into a gallery were slim. So. Did you, where did you first see glass fusing as like, how did it, how did you get involved in the glass fusing business? I always liked glass. I think I liked the play of light on glass. You know, sometimes if you take a piece of crystal and you put it up to the sun, you're going to see a rainbow. Um, I always liked that. And um, hand-blown glass was always popular. Fused glass, not so much. Um, so I always liked that. It's just that getting into that was extremely time-consuming and expensive. I mean, you know, so I kind of always avoided it, liked it, bought plenty of pieces of glass, but avoided it. And then um, I actually went to a workshop at the local library here. A fused glass artist was doing a workshop and she gave us basically a rundown on, you know, how fused glass is done. We we're able to take the pieces of glass and assemble something. She took it back, put it in her kiln and then brought us back the, the finished piece. And once she did that, I was like, this is, this is it. This is what I want to do. I think I can do this. And um, that's how it all started. Awesome. And that was a little bit more accessible than like blown glass and things like that. It's not as physical as blown glass either. So that, that was another, another point that was good. So. Mm. Yeah. How do you deal with the stereotype of the struggling artist? I don't, I don't let that, I don't even let that bother me anymore. You know, like I said, when I was younger, that was a big thing, but, um, I'm happy. So um, it, it doesn't matter. And, you know, I think that when you find something you love, that saying that, you know, find something you love and you'll never work another day in your life. I think that's true. And they say that if you find what your passion is, you will always make money. And I'm finding that that seems to hold true too. So you make a lot of connections too, that once you really put yourself into it, you're able to make more connections and I don't think that that's the case anymore. Are there like fused glass specific like shows? I know a lot of our other artists always talk about going to like festival type things. Did you ever do any of that type of like art festival, fair? No, I haven't. See, there's there are glass symposiums and things like that, but there really aren't that many. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're usually... Uh, you know, across the country or, you know, in another country. <laughs> so I haven't, I haven't done that. Um, there aren't that many glass artists, you know, when you go to shows, you'll see, you know, you might see a lot of photographers or painters or stuff, but you don't see, you might see a couple of glass artists, but you don't see a lot. So there doesn't seem to be a lot of um, places where a bunch of us would gather together. Mm -hmm. Can you describe your workspace? Like, is it neat, messy? What kind of material? It's a mess. I'm a mess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an absolute mess. I'd be lying to you if I told you that it was me and that I was organized. Um, I wish I was. I just, I have a really hard time with that. <laughs> is, um, do you have a kiln like at your house or do you go somewhere else at your house? Um, 
my husband gave up his man cave <laughs> in the basement so that I can uh, have a studio. So I bought a kiln and it is down there. It makes it easier for me. That way I don't have to go outside of my house to, to do it. But mm -hmm. that was the step that, you know, buying the kiln was like, okay, this is it. I'm going to really have to do something with this. So mm -hmm. when did you get um, a kiln for yourself? It was, it was when I decided to, um, that I really wanted to do this and that I would probably turn it into um, a job, you know, mm -hmm. so that was probably about three or four years ago, I think. So what time of day do you normally work on your pieces? I'm better in the morning. Mm -hmm. um, that's when I, you know, seem to have the most energy, but there are times when I get going and I can work well into the night. So um, if I really get on that creative groove, um, you know, I could be down there for hours, so. Do you ever listen to music or like watch a movie while you're working or do you just kind of focus on the art? I just focus on the art. I'm better at, I'm not good at multitasking. <laughs> Once upon a time I was, I am no longer good at multitasking. And um, I just like to sit there and be with whatever I'm doing. Um, I find that everything else distracts me. What is the ultimate goal you have for your art? What do you want it to be or what do you want it to represent for your audience and people who are buying your glass pieces? I want when people buy the pieces, it to be something that makes them happy. When they look at it, um, you know, it just brings a smile to their face. Okay, is there anything else that you think is important or one thing you would want to leave the audience with? Don't doubt yourself. Follow your dreams, do what you wanna do. Life's too short not to. And when you do that, when you finally commit to doing what you really wanted to do, you will be happy.